you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In this show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. Now, today, I am veering off of my normal routine of interviewing women And once in a while, I run across a guy that has something really special to share that uh, my audience can really take advantage of. And that is the situation today. I'm always talking about neuromastery or not neuromastery, sorry, neuroscience and your mind uh, pathways and how we can uh, know more about that so that we can change our mindset and change our energy and how we show up. And so that's what my guest is a master at, and he's got a process he's going to tell us about today and teach us. His name is Damon Sweeney and Damon's been exploring consciousness and working on himself since he was a teenager after decades of meditation and using many other methods for years at a time. He reached a dead end in his quest for truly deep change. Then he asked a new question, and that led to what he was looking for, a way to create transformation at a deeper level than anything else he'd tried, with immediate results that build on each other over time, with no limits. This has become an approach he calls neuromastery. And that's what we are going to talk about today. So welcome, Damon, to the show. Well, thank you, Janelle. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to have you on because this is one of my favorite topics. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm super, super curious about that new question that you asked yourself that led you to what you were looking for. What was that question? Yeah, well, it was the most important question I've ever asked in my life. Uh, this, I asked it, let me give a little, uh, preface. You said it a bit, but yeah, I'd been working on myself for four decades, you know, really trying to unblock my potential, right. Which I knew was locked up inside me. I could feel it. I knew it was there, but somehow it wasn't coming out. So at the end of that time, there was one day when I just realized that everything I'd been doing was not going to work and couldn't work. I, I just had you know, a level of insight that says, okay, this is not ever going to work. And so at that point, I kind of gave up. I said, okay, you know, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But then that created space for me to ask this question, which was, why is it hard to change? Oh, wow. Powerful question. <laughs> Turned out to be, yeah. So uh-huh. why is it even hard to change? If you know, if you have a, a bad habit or a fear or something, why can't you just say, oh, well, that's that's not serving me. I'm just gonna do it this other way and then have it be done. You know, like you can change where you live or you can change your clothes, you know, but it doesn't work that way. So I started asking that question and um, 
And I think in terms of evolutionary psychology quite a bit, um, because we're basically hunter gatherers with more stuff than we can carry. <laughs> True. And so how would that serve our hunter gatherer ancestors to have things be hard to change? That was my question. That's what the question hmm. turned into. And the answer I came up with was that it's cultural transmission, that what they had learned about how to live and how to make weapons and tools and how to cooperate and keep the group strong and what to do in difficult circumstances and so on. That was the most important thing they had because without all that stuff, we're basically lunch meat because we're slower and soft skinned and don't have tusks or fangs or anything. And um, so it was only by knowing all that stuff that we could survive, right? right? So it became mission critical to pass that on from generation to generation for the group and for the species. So we adapted, we evolved to do that. So from birth on, actually even before birth, we start taking on what I call the settings that are uh, established in our family and in our culture. So we learn the language, we learn the customs, we learn the beliefs and the attitudes, we take on the whole package of the culture and we just absorb that from birth to age seven because that's when we're in delta and theta brain states. And that's basically hyp hypnosis. And we just absorb all that without very much critical thinking, if any. And, uh, and then those things set, right? So right. somewhere between jello and concrete, depending on your personality. <laughs> and then they persist for the rest of your life, usually. And that serves an incredibly great purpose, if you're a hunter-gatherer, of establishing the culture and then it firms up and then the newborns are born with nervous systems like soft clay and they press into that template and then they harden and in turn they are the template for the next generation and then through endless generations this gets passed on so it's a very beautiful system it operates completely unconsciously it's foolproof but now okay so that's why it was hard to change um it was a benefit and because you couldn't just fritter away knowledge that had been won over, you know, through life and death experience over thousands of years, right? Like, what do you do when a tiger is coming at you? You know, um, yes, better know. <laughs> <Run>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so that's great. But then um, what do you do about that? Well, I had at the same time, um, I came up with this idea of settings. Okay. And then I also came across some uh, neuroscience um, which is the neuroscience called memory reconsolidation, which is the five steps that the brain uses to upgrade itself, to, to take in new learning, right? Oh, interesting. And okay. I had just been doing EFT for 10 years. And so I knew that tapping meridian stimulation really worked, but it had limitations. You know, that was one of the things that wasn't working for me. It didn't go deep enough. And so I put all this together and I, I realized, okay, there's this whole new way of understanding how people operate. And that's what led to neuromastery. I started creating methods and techniques uh, based on all this. And, um, and I've been refining all that for 10 years. And now I have a collection of tools and um, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> that is really, really cool. Very exciting. I, I love how you just pulled together from different I guess, studies, modalities or different lines of thought, right. you know, yeah, neuroscience and my own insights yeah. and EFT and evolutionary psychology. And, uh huh. Yeah. Putting all that together and 
coming up with tools that we can use. It's fascinating. I'm always fascinated by the brain, how it works, how it, of course, relates to everything else. You know, we're not just brains. We're mind, body, soul. Oh, totally, totally. So, but the concept that you're talking about, I think it's, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a whole lot of sense that we have imprinted on us basically our culture and how we were raised. And it's, I find this a lot when I'm working with my clients, these subconscious patterns thinking, which lead to behavior and they don't even know that's what's driving it or that's what's stopping them and getting in their way. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, We have all these, they're all unconsciously learned and we may even be able to name them sometimes, but that still doesn't change them because they're operating at a deeper level than the conscious mind. Right. Right. At that body level. And, you know, I kept looking also at why is it, why is it hard to change? You know, what, you know, what is self-sabotage, you know, and so on. And Mm -hmm. so I came up with the concept and I think it would actually be there if, if neuroscientists would study it in scans that I call the status quo maintenance program. And <laughs> the initials for that are SQMP and you pronounce it squimp. So, <laughs> squimp. so the squimp. There you go squimping again. There you go. There's your squimp in operation. So, <laughs> yeah. so its job is to preserve the status quo. It's, right. it's um, and that's all it is. It's just, it's very neutral. It's like your physical homeostasis programming. You know, if you get too hungry or hot or cold or thirsty or whatever, you feel uncomfortable and you move back toward the middle of your range, right? Back to, a, you know, having enough food right. and water and right temperature and so on. So we do the same thing uh, in our social, mental, emotional um, range. So that gets established. That's not just organic, like, you know, water and food. So we learn to have this range that we operate in that's safe, you know, in our families, you know, what's, what's safe, what's okay. It's kind of like that invisible dog fence, you know? Yes. So we learn the territory that we can roam around in that we're okay in, but we just don't even think of going, you know, out to the edge where we get zapped, you know, where, where we have uncomfortable or painful experiences. So that's, that's how mostly we live our lives. So, and the squimp mm-hmm. is that boundary, is that perimeter. Right. And <laughs> it, it knows you inside out. It never sleeps. It knows exactly how to influence you. And if you try to go outside the boundary, it'll let you out a little bit, you know, a little bit. But if you go too far, it'll, you know, it'll stop you. Like, you know, think of all the ways you self-sabotage. You know, if you're not used to going to the gym and you say, okay, I'm going to the gym, you know, how many times do you go? Usually not very many times for most right. people. Yeah. Um, so, so neuromastery is a way of softening the squimp and allowing <laughs> us to move beyond its, um, its boundaries. And, but it's, it's, it replaces that idea of the ego as being a negative thing, you know, that's in your way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my ego made me do it. It's just maintaining the status quo and it'll do, it'll support good things as well as bad things just as well. Yeah. And that explains why, you know, with your question, why it's so hard to change, uh, why it's so difficult to get out of our comfort zone and try something new. Um, I, gosh, I've struggled with that a lot. And it's just sort of, once you break through that though, you just feel like you've gone to some new level of growth. And uh, so one of my approaches here is to, is to recognize that those are neural networks. So it's, it's an mm -hmm. oversimplification, but I say it's all neural networks. And, right. you know, obviously, you know, your hair color is probably not a neural network, right? Right. But, and lots of other things. But all the things that are influencing our behavior that are shaping who we are and how we show up in the world, those are neural networks. So being able to separate from, you know, like, uh, I have this problem. You can say, well, that's a neural network. 
and I know how to change neural networks, right? That's a lifeline because it makes you bigger than it. Right. You know, if you just say, I'm overwhelmed or I'm confused or I'm afraid or whatever, um, I'm angry, you know, that's identifying with it. But if you, if you can separate and you say, that's a neural network, that confusion is a neural network, that overwhelm, that fear, that anger, that's a neural network. And I know how to change neural networks. Mm. Suddenly you're bigger than it. And, mm -hmm. and it's just a neural network. It's just a thing you do, you know, you change it once you know the skills. That's really cool. I, I often say something like, uh, think about what you're thinking about and yeah. know that you actually decide what you want to think about. And you can then put yourself back in the driver's seat of your life. Uh, if you do what kind of what you're talking about, like start to really think about those neural pathways. I mean, for, for a lot of people that aren't scientific, just think about what you're thinking about. And, uh, Change. You got to find the root, though. You've got to find why. Why are you thinking that? Because just noticing a thought is one thing, but where did it come from? Where did it start? Yeah, actually, even knowing that is not doesn't really change. It's change it. It's helpful. It can be helpful, but there's another layer to it, which uh, is the felt sense, which is actually how you experience it in your life. You know, they say ninety five percent or more of our of our processing is unconscious, right? Right. So as you're walking down the street, there are a million sense impressions, right? Every, every, everything reflecting light, every sound, every movement of the air, you know, everything is a new sense impression. And any one of them might signal danger, right? You know, if you're a hunter-gatherer, especially. So what allows us to select our way through life, you know, because our conscious mind is not fast enough to sort all that out. You're not True. even aware of most of it. So... We have an unconscious level that sorts all that out. And I, I think it's the felt sense that comes from Eugene Genlin, who created Focusing, mm. who I met once. Um, oh, neat. So, yeah. So, um, so as you walk down, as you, as you go through life, this felt sense is aware of everything and it sorts everything out. Mostly it can be safely ignored, right? And then there are things that are kind of unpleasant. So you kind of go around them. And then there are things that are potentially dangerous and, and those catch your attention like a car that's like not doesn't look like it's in control really mm -hmm. or things that are outright dangerous where you go into fight or flight and you run like hell right 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 um and then on the other end there's things that are mildly interesting and they kind of attract your attention and then things you're actually interested in they really do and then things that you actually need like if you really have to go to the bathroom you're going to notice a bathroom right right so biology <laughs> tends to go right to the top and um so it sorts all that stuff out and tells you what to pay attention to right? Shows you right. what to pay. So it's guiding right. our choices unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And that's the root of these uh, unconscious patterns too. So if you can connect to the felt sense about it and then apply Meridian points in certain ways, which is what I teach, then, um, then they actually change. And, and it's one-time change. That's what's remarkable about memory reconsolidation is that you actually rewire the neural network and then it's different from then on. Wow. It's not like you have to nudge it and nudge it and nudge it and nudge it repetitively over and over and over and over. And if you do it long enough, maybe you'll succeed, right? It's not that. It's one-time change, which is what's amazing. That is amazing because I often will talk about, you know, creating a new sled run and it takes work. It takes time. It takes building that habit of thinking. So you have a way to do it one time and that's it. Yeah. Now there might be multiple aspects of it. So, you know, yeah. you may have to, you know, pursue something for a while, but everything you do change is change. It's like rewiring your house. You know, it doesn't sneak back overnight. 
That's so true. Yes. If it did, we'd all be in trouble. It would be really bad. (laughs) (laughs) So explain this title that you gave this talk. They're my neural networks and I'll do what I want with them. Yeah. Well, that kind of, you have to have some attitude about this because, uh, (laughs) because if you just go with the flow, you know, if you go with your default, it's going to be stay in your comfort zone. True. Yeah, exactly. And so you got to have some attitude about, well, they're my neural networks and I'll change them if I want to. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It reminds me of that song. It's, it's my party and I'll do, I'll I'll cry if I want to. to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you take ownership of them, and if you know how, then you can actually start changing the patterns that aren't serving you. And as you do that, it's, it's, there are kind of two aspects to this work. They're, they're, they're negativa and positiva, is how I name them. And the negativa is taking away the things that are blocking you. Okay. Positiva is cultivating the things you want. So as you take away things that are blocking you, you just naturally move into more expansion and more possibility. Well, that makes sense. Now I've got that song in my head. <laughs> it's my <Sorry>. party. <laughs> um, yeah. So say that again. If you take away the negative. If you take away the things that are blocking you, the fears, mm-hmm. the assumptions about life or about yourself or self-criticism, um, you know, women don't do that. You know, you're talking about women emerging fearlessly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's um, that's something women deal with a lot is things like those thoughts, like women shouldn't be aggressive or assertive or speak up, you know, at work yeah. because then you'll be seen as, you know, too pushy or whatever, too bossy right. or. Yeah. All that, you know, so that's all learned. Right. Right. And um, so you can identify those things and start undoing them and your authenticity starts emerging. Wow. Right. Yeah. Who you naturally are starts yep. showing up. You do become more fearless. You yes. become more creative. Your your brain actually works better because we develop this generalized level of fight, flight, freeze that shuts us down. You know, the blood leaves the frontal cortex, you know, and your immune system shuts down and your digestion shuts down and your cell nourishment and repair shuts down. And all those resources are shunted out so you can run or fight more effectively or you shut down, that's freeze, if you can't do either of those. So we're going around in this semi-emergency state all the time. And nowadays, of course, you know, it's even more exaggerated yes. because of stuff going on. Yes. So mm-hmm. we're always operating at this suboptimal level with this generalized level of fight, flight, freeze. So as you start taking down the particular triggers, one trigger after another, you become untriggered And that starts generalizing that you lower your entire level of fight, flight, freeze activation. And, and you start seeing positive results, even in areas that you didn't even work on. You know, that's what my clients and my students report is that, wow, you know, I, I was in this situation and I realized afterwards that normally I would have gotten angry or upset or whatever. And I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice it. Wow. Yeah. That is powerful for sure. Uh, I noticed I'm just sitting here thinking about from in my own life. I I say this all the time in the last few years, I feel like I I, I became aware that I was, in fact, it's the title of my book. I was beginning to take center stage of my own life as me. Like I was just showing up and not afraid anymore of what people thought or not ashamed or feeling like I needed to play small. I was just showing up as me and feeling really comfortable 
doing that. Feels good, doesn't it? It does. It's amazing. (laughs) It's really amazing. So what are some, some of the practical uses that, you know, you've been talking about, I know you have a program, but what are some things people can do to um, begin to take down those triggers and start showing up as themselves? Well, um, I've developed a whole bunch of techniques, a toolkit. um, And, um, there's one I could I could show everybody right now. Um, oh, that'd be cool. A, sure. Just takes a couple minutes. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so basically, uh, let me explain how memory reconsolidation works. It's very very briefly. It's there's five steps. You activate. You identify the neural network that you want to change. You activate it. You interrupt it. You and then that causes your brain to open up to learn something new. Okay. okay. Otherwise it's just going on. Okay. Routine, routine, routine. But if something different happens, it says, Oh, what's going on? And it opens up the synapses actually become labile is the word open, wow. available for change. Oh. And then you put in new learning right there. And that's what we do with the meridian points because it's been shown at Harvard that stimulating meridian points calms the amygdala and other research shows that it lowers cortisol, which is a master stress hormone. So we're putting physiological calm into your system while it's being activated and your system can't do both of those things at the same time. It's like trying to stand up and lie down at the same time. You just can't do it. They're mutually exclusive. So it, it shifts given the opportunity, which we're creating, it shifts to more calm back to your parasympathetic nervous system. Okay. Right. Rest and restore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you check in and that's the final state. It's like uh, opening a file and editing out all the red highlights and ca- all caps and all that stuff and then saving and closing it. So, so what you do is, um, I call this opposites and actually, you know, that's my, that's my, uh, free giveaway. You can get a more elaborate explanation of how this works. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. Um, that'll be in the show notes, I'm sure. Right. Yes. And, um, okay. So think of something that bothers you. Something don't, don't make it the hugest thing in your life. You know, like something, you know, sort of everyday trivial, you know, something that bothers you. Somebody did something, they said something, or they didn't do something, or you dinged your car or, you know, whatever. Hmm. I can think of big things pretty quick. (laughs) Um, okay. Yeah. Just, um, something that bothers me every day is the clutter in my house. (laughs) Okay. Okay. And, and everybody can do that. You know, everybody, you you know, you, you listening or watching, uh, think of something that bothers you. Okay. And I'll use, I'll use the word bothers. Um, and it might be that your word would be angry. It makes me angry or, you know, makes me upset or confuses me or overwhelms me or whatever. So I'll just use the word bother and you know that it means whatever you need. Okay. Okay. So, here we go. So I'll teach you and we'll do it at the same time. So okay. these are acupressure points. So the eyebrow, beginning okay. of the eyebrow. So this thing bothers me. Just say that. This thing bothers me. And right here, there's two points behind the eye and the ear. Mm-hmm. This thing doesn't bother me. This thing doesn't bother me. Yeah, under the eye. Yeah, this thing really bothers me. Yeah, this thing really bothers me. Under the nose. No, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. Under the mouth. Yeah, actually, it does bother me. Yeah, actually, it does bother me. And then just put the flat of your hand here under where the knot of a tie would be. No, it doesn't bother me. No, it doesn't bother me. And then um, under the arm, middle of the bra strap is good. Just put the flat of your hand there. Yeah, it really actually does bother me. 
Yeah, it really does actually bother me. Okay. And then eyebrow again. No, I'm tired of having it bother me. No, I'm tired of having it bother me. And then the side of the eye and next to the ear. But it does bother me for sure. But it does bother me for sure. And under the eye. But what if it actually doesn't bother me? But what if it doesn't actually doesn't bother me? Under the nose. Well, it's always bothered me. So why would it stop now? Well, it's always bothered me. So why would it stop now? Under the mouth. Well, maybe I'm the one who creates the bothering. So what if I just let that go? So maybe I'm the one that creates the bothering. So why don't I just let that go? But who would you be without being bothered by that thing? But who would you be without being bothered by that thing? Under the arm. I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. Okay, take a breath. Okay, and now think of the thing that is bothering you, in your case, the clutter. How do you feel about that? Hmm. Um, it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel? Do you feel like more objective about it? Yeah, I mean, it's still there. Yeah. And um, I know, like, I have a whole closet full of stuff behind me that's been bugging me to clean it out. Um, but I don't know, I feel like, well, it's there. And when I get to it, I'll get to it. But it's not gonna, it's not like taking up that brain space in the back yeah, of my mind that it was. Yeah, you've reclaimed some some neural networks, some neural real estate, as I said. Yeah. So how does your body feel as you think of it compared to how you normally feel? Hmm. Um, well, a lot of times when I'm thinking of things like that, my jaw gets really tense and I don't even realize it till much later. So um, it, it's still tense, but it's, it, I can tell it's relaxing. So that, that's one yeah. place I always know I carry it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's a tool. Um, and if people want to learn more, you know, they get more detail and can go through it on video. Um, yeah. You can use that just in the moment. Like I was in a, years ago, I was in a fast food place waiting in line and somebody came in that I thought had done me wrong, you know, mm. and I just got really angry. Mm. And so I just left. Fortunately, I hadn't ordered. And um, I was just like, I was just doing this as I walked out to the car, you know, mm -hmm. I walked through the parking lot. By the time I got to my car, the anger was gone. Wow. Yeah. So while you're doing those meridian points, are you thinking about the thing consciously? Yeah, I was just saying, there's even a simpler way to do it. I was just saying angry, 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 and I was just naming it. Right? Okay. Going opposite back and forth is a little more sophisticated. Gotcha. Um, but you don't even have to. So oh. I was just naming it and doing mm -hmm. the points. And so what this does is, you know, if you have an argument with somebody that can, you know, how you're the aftermath of that can stick with you for hours or days or even weeks or even become permanent. Right. right, right. One more layer in the relationship. Right. So this is a way of clearing that up as it happens. Ah. So you get back on balance, you recover, you get your equilibrium back much faster. And if you just keep doing that, you know, on all the things you start noticing all the things that trigger you in various ways and just do that consistently, your life just starts getting easier. It's like, it's like having shock absorbers instead of not, you know, instead of going bang, bang, bang. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's incredible. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start trying that, especially like when my husband does something that bugs me. <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. You know, just do it on, I mean, just list all the things that bug you. Yes. That, and, um, you know, make a list and just go over it. Okay. 
I will. That's great. That's yeah, great. everybody can do that. We'll improve relationships around the world that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if everybody could just, uh, yeah, calm down and oh my goodness, it would be a much better world. So tell us a little bit more about your program and maybe an example of what it's, what it can do for you, or maybe an example of something it's done for somebody you've worked with perhaps. Yeah. Well, the program is called Mindset Reset Experience. Okay. So it's called Mindset Reset because we will be doing mindset stuff, but it's actually, we're actually resetting the whole concept of mindset, right? Ah. So like we've talked about, instead of, you know, just sort of, you know, trying to think positive and, you know, not get upset and all that, we're actually going to uproot the, the negativity and allow people to move into their naturally more positive state. So the, the basic movement is from contraction toward expansion. Okay. That's your inner GPS. You know, you can always tell, you know, if you get to where you can notice when you feel contracted using that felt sense, how your body is, and then apply some of the neuromastery tools or whatever else works and you move toward more expansion, that's progress. Okay. So, right. so the program is, um, uses a couple of the tools that I've developed and, and we'll throw in everything else along the way, you know, that seems appropriate in our, Facebook group, but the actual program is teaching people what I call the clarity process, which you've done. Yes. Do you want to say anything about that? I would love to. Yes. Yeah. So Damon and I were on a call earlier when we first kind of connected and he walked me through this process and it was about my business. So I mapped this whole thing out on a piece of paper and I've did uh, did the process and we mapped it out on the second side. And so really what stood out for me was how I went from kind of this disorganized, crazy map that was very um, logical and in my head to the other side, which was calm and it had this whole flow to it and it was very heart centered and it was pretty amazing. So um, I, I still have that paper around somewhere, but it, it really helped me to like dial into my why and more of my heart around my business instead of all the stuff I have to do. Right. Yeah. So, so that's the clarity process because it creates more clarity. Yeah. And so we're going to use that systematically. It can be applied in lots of different ways. So in the program, we'll apply it to various areas of life, to relationships, to work, to money, you know, to the big things that, you know, are, can be obstacles in our life and just create more clarity. So doing that over time, we'll start to get that generalization effect of taking down the fight, flight, freeze. And then um, also you become more skillful and confident. Like if you do it enough times, you know, it works, right? That's true. So, so you start to gain more confidence about life. And that's one of the things that my students say is the most valuable. They just feel more confident about life. You know, they no longer have to go through life trying to avoid this or that or manage their emotions and so on. You just like, it gets to be more like, well, just bring it on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The attitude. <laughs> I can deal with it, you know, my neural, my neural networks, networks yeah. and I'll do whatever I want with them. <laughs> and I would love to see more of that in women, you know, just taking on that confidence that I'm absolutely, I, I don't care it. what you Every, think about me. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you get stupid, you know, or no. rude or anything. You still right. have all your social abilities. You but know, you're not you can, holding yourself back anymore. You're not, or you're not letting that outward influence hold you back from what you really want. That's, that's where I go with the fearless confidence is not yeah. that we're trying to be pushy or anything like that, but we are doing our thing basically without holding ourselves back anymore. Yeah. You move more into choice out of being yes. triggered and reactive into being more responsive and at choice and more creative. Yeah. You see more possibilities. Absolutely. So, 
so that's one thing we'll do. And then um, I have a, I've created a meditation, neuromastery meditation, which gets results in minutes. I mean, I've done years of meditation, you know, in the, in the Buddhist tradition and Sufi tradition too. And um, so, but I brought neuroscience to meditation. Okay. What's really going on there and have added that in and people actually get big changes in a few minutes. It's, it's, it's wow. amazing. So the two are a great combination because you can't do the clarity process every day. It's too massive of a change. Your system needs to recalibrate, but the combination of that plus the neuromastery meditation creates a, a flow of change, creates an ongoing momentum of change. And your system gets used to that and says, okay, that's fine. That's what we do. You know, mm -hmm. so it supports you in doing that. Like if I don't do something that changes me in a kind of a significant way in three or four days, I start getting really antsy, you know, and I look around and okay, well, what can I change? Right. Nice. It's like a, like an athlete who's, you know, stuck in a room for a few days they right. just, to get out there and do yes. something. <laughs> I mean, go run so, or lift some weight. So that's, yeah, runners. So that's part of it. And then I have a couple of workshops that are going to be included. One is silence the critical voice within. Nice. So if anybody has a self-critical voice, you know, that can go silent because that's a neural network and we can change it. We can neutralize it, deconstruct it. Those are words I use a lot. And another is getting over the feeling of not enough. Wow. Those are two big ones for women. So, oh. so these are workshops that take like two or three hours. Mm -hmm. And in that time, uh, especially after doing the program, um, you'll, you'll know the skills and so on. Um, we can just take them down because those are neural networks. And so you'll learn that anything you... Anything that's in your way is basically learned and you can deconstruct it. So mm -hmm. I consider this just, um, I consider it a disruptive form of personal change technology. Wow. Interesting. So that's what you get in, in the program, the mindset reset experience. Uh, it's an introduction to that. You, you learn, you learn the model that allows deep change. Um, I've talked about it just a little bit, but there's more and you learn tools. So you, you actually do the tools enough that you get um, familiar with them. We do them right in the sessions, right? Because otherwise your squimp is going to say, ah, now later, I don't have time. <laughs> right. you, know, you won't do it. Um, so and this is, I've learned this over the years. Yes. So we're going to do it live. <laughs> that way, <laughs> if you just show up, it'll get done. That's all you have to do. And, um, and we'll talk about it. We'll share results, you know, only as much as people want, but people usually like to share their results. And it's really great to see what other people are doing, you know, because you say, oh, I never even thought of that. You know, yeah, yeah, I have that. And, mm -hmm. and it's encouraging, right? It's, you know, it's not just you. And, um, and then in the Facebook group, we'll do some one-on-one -on -one work and everybody will benefit from that. So that's where we get to like explore the kind of nooks and crannies of consciousness a little more. Wow. That's really interesting. And um, I love that idea of that feeling of power and confidence you get that, you know, you can make changes in your life and that you are open, more open to it. You know, you create this, this flow in your life that you're more open to change. And I think that's huge for most people. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It puts your life on a whole new trajectory. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the, the idea of, you know, if you change the, the, you know, the course of a ship by a few degrees, you wind up in a completely different place. Sure. That's what this does with your life. If you start doing this, it like lifts you out of, you know, your, your usual patterns that just repeat, you start lifting out of them. And then, you know, the upside is just, you know, there's no ups, there's no limit to the upside as far as I can see. Right. Wow. That's so exciting. So when, of course, I will put all this information in the show notes. What is one way people can get in touch with you? Um, well, Damon at DamonSweeney.com. Okay. 
Nice. And uh, it's my email. And if they want to experience that opposites thing, you actually have a coupon you can provide. It's normally 37, but you, your coupon will take $27 off that. So it's only $10 for this amazing nice. process. Yeah. Right? So all that will be in the show notes and definitely take advantage of that coupon, which will be there. The code is going to be right there in the show notes for you all to grab the clarity process for $10. And that's yep. the one I did that I was describing earlier. So, and the freebie is the opposites that he walked me through here and walked all of us through for a couple of minutes. And then he's got his bigger program, which will totally rock your world. It sounds like and really make changes and open you up to change. So these are fantastic tools and a huge benefit and value. So thank you so much, Damon, for coming and sharing all your expertise or some of it. I'm sure it wasn't all of it. <laughs> Not quite all. <laughs> After studying it for well, years. it's been great. It's been great being here. I enjoyed talking with you and, and I hope your I hope your uh, audience benefits. Yes, I do too. So ladies, just take advantage of all that Damon has for you today. And um, as usual, everybody, I will talk to you next time. So be confident, be real and be you. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.